you know, you may think you've done your job a while or, or really know a particular industry and, and have become an expert, but the most successful people I see continue to learn and they find, find a way to learn in any situation from anybody. The oil and gas industry, the driving engine of the world economy, delivering prosperity, innovation and abundance across the globe. Here are the stories of its key players, directly from the leaders themselves. This is Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, where real experiences are passed on from the leaders of today to the leaders of tomorrow. Here is your host, Paige Wilson. Welcome to this week's episode. First, if you want to support the show, please leave a review. If you want to win a $200 steak dinner from the Capitol Grill, we give one out every week, so keep signing up. Links are in the show notes, which are actually in the episode description of whatever podcast app you use, or you can go directly to the website at oilandgasindustryleaders.com. I'm sitting here this evening in Nashville, Tennessee, with my guest, Bob Stallman, VP of Marketing for Bulwark. That's right. How are you this afternoon? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me come to Nashville. and Glad to have you here. It's It's been a really great experience. Good. And finally being able to capture what the culture is here. It's been tremendous. Yeah. I hope you feel like you're seeing the passion people have for FR products and for our, for the guys we protect every day. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've definitely... And, and trying to kind of take it all in has been a little overwhelming. Uh, it's a lot of information, and it's and there's so much behind safety and 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 behind flame resistant apparel that you don't think about. Most people don't think about how much effort you guys specifically have had to put in to this. And correct me if I'm wrong, but. Bulwark itself was started in 1971. So Bulwark was a a standalone company, actually, originally uh, started in Canada. Mm -hmm. VF acquired the company, and it's been a good build from there. I joined the company two years ago, and I was amazed when I got here how many people were 10, 15, 20-year, 25-year veterans. And I think that speaks to people support the mission that we're on to protect lives and to build products that help workers get their job done every day, but also that we're a good place to work, that people are excited about coming to work and making that difference every day and working on something new and interesting to push the industry forward. Well, and at a certain point, you just become family. And, yeah. and that's a, an amazing dynamic I've noticed just and behind all the passion. You know, you, you, you protect your family. So I guess in a way you're taking what your core values are and you're putting that out there in the oil field. And it's pretty incredible. Yeah. To say yeah. the least. Some of the best days you have on this job are you get a note or a, a tweet or a, you know, an email from a company or a worker or the worker's family out there on the job. And, and they unfortunately faced an accident and our product protected them. You know, somebody who had a a flash fire or an arc flash and the product worked just like it was supposed to, and they get to go home to their family, you know, and come back to work the next day or as soon as they're ready. And for those that don't know, 
Can you explain the difference between those types? Yeah, an arc flash is, you know, just a, a high, high power, high voltage or a current event, an electrical event, mm-hmm. where a flash fire might be an explosion of, of gas, you know, a, a ball of fire. Both are balls of fire. Right. But, you know, just, just a little bit different hazards. Than, and we build products to help people survive both. All right. So before we go into your current role, can you explain to our audience how you got started? Yeah. So originally went to school, college for, I graduated in chemical engineering. And I thought I might go be an engineer on a job somewhere, right? And that I had friends who went to oil and gas companies. And I, you know, I always had a bent for science and technology and how to create something new and solve new problems, which was great. But I also had a bent toward the business angle. And so I ended up actually just going to grad school and went to business school, which I found the engineering background was hugely helpful. Probably give me a leg up versus other people who maybe just were business, studied business all the way through, or had sort of a technical mind and a scientific mind coupled with the business. So that was a, a nice combination. I, and I went into marketing really from that, Consu- yeah, consumer so- product marketing. So just working on household products that you might see on your grocery shelves anywhere in the country. And that was at, at Procter & Gamble, mm-hmm. which is a great marketing training ground where they build and grow these very big brands and, and sell them to millions of consumers all over the world. I was a 23-year-old guy with some engineering training and some business training trying to figure out how to market skincare to women. Couldn't be farther away from what I was maybe naturally inclined to to do. But what it, what I learned on that job is listening to consumers. So I didn't know who my user of my end product was, or I didn't have that gut. It wasn't me. So, <laughs> so I had to listen. Yeah. So I had to listen and and try to understand what that consumer was saying. And that's what it taught me, honestly. And that that's applicable no matter where you're doing marketing or how you're delivering a product or service to a customer. If you can listen to what they need, understand that, maybe listen for the things that they want that don't always come right out and with what they say. And there might be an interesting way to solve that problem. Listen for those things and, and try to deliver that. And that will help you develop a great product for them. It'll help you communicate it to them when you're ready to sell that product to them. So that marketing experience in consumer products helped me do that on simple products that we know every day. I went through various various roles within the company and worked on things like laundry detergents and dryer sheets. And uh, then I went into uh, actually the produce business. So continued to market a consumer product, but now food. Yeah, everybody so, eats, yeah, right? Hey, sure. <laughs> um, but working on packaged salad. So, wow, pretty different from what I had done before. But this, some of the fundamentals were the same. What are people trying to get when they was buy it more those products? Cha- was it more challenging? Yeah, a much faster-paced business because you're working with highly perishable product. Oh, yeah. So there's not really inventory on the shelf for the product. It's The inventory is growing in the ground, and you've got to get that product that, that starts going bad the day you harvest it out of the ground and get it all the way to the consumer through our customers in a really fast amount of time. So a supply chain on that really needs to be efficient for that product to be fresh when it reaches the consumer and for them to have a good experience. So that was learning about very much about operations and supply chain logistics about how to get get that product, as well as continued marketing and delivering on listening to what customer needs were and, and changing taste palettes and other things that 
would make you want to develop a new product that is going to sell well. I also learned about how to sell to other companies and that we were selling fruits and vegetables as ingredients to other companies to go on their menus, right? So it wouldn't be our brand that they were marketing. They were using our products for their own brand. So going to the restaurant would use our lettuce in their salads and that understanding what that customer needs, it has helped me you know, in this job today, even, even on apparel where I understand my customers who are then going to be selling my products to others, understanding what they need so I can, one, get them the right products, but also help them sell their products and their brands. So that's a, uh, that's, that's a whole lot of moving around. And yeah, I've lived in, uh, eight States and pretty much every time zone in the U.S., oh. which has been a good experience. And only only three companies, but each one I've moved with in a different spot. And that kind of flexibility helped me in my career to be willing to take on that challenge and the challenges that go with that and moving a family. But, you know, I'd, I'd recommend it to anybody. Honestly, you learn so much when you go to different places and you find out there's good people everywhere. And, you know, getting that exposure is is valuable. Yeah, that's a that's... I'm just trying to work it all out in my head. Yeah. So the, the wheels are turning. I'm yeah. just like, man, that's a lot. That's- yeah. So, and it came with, you know, there's there's regulations for food safety and other things that guide how you process and package food because the end user doesn't cook it and it needs to be safe and healthy when they eat it. So you've got to take such care with the product. So there's another safety element that I'm able to apply while it's not the exact same thing, but the general principles of helping people use and and um, get their job done safely that I took from that job. I then went into apparel, you know, and that really was coming to VF and Bulwark. Mm-hmm. What attracted me there when I first when I first uh, came and talked with VF was the passion that people had for this work, and you know, I, they sort of asked me what they thought VF does or Bulwark does, and oh, you make clothing for people to work in. And, you know, actually, no, we make product that saves lives. Yeah. It's a whole nother level of, you know, it's not just a shirt. It's not just pants. You know, that's actually PPE. That is safety equipment. Mm -hmm. And if we don't do it right, people could be in in harm's way. Yeah. And Uh, and especially in in this industry. Yeah. In the blink of an eye. Somebody makes one single mistake. So a life can be lost. Yeah. And so now that I've kind of gotten the culture of of this in person, uh, getting a visit with all of you here, it's made me appreciate it that much more. It's almost kind of the same way I feel that you came in here and saw. Yeah, yeah. and it's And we live that every day. So not only was it – that's what they talked about in the in the interview or the first day, but that's what people are here to do every day, and and why we take it extremely seriously, and we you know we build the pro- best products we can, and we're constantly trying to improve, and that comes that same thing I talked about in listening to consumers and what do they want? Well, we listen to our wearers, the guys, you know, on the job as much as we can, getting out there with them where when possible to understand what needs they have or what what's sort of unmet. And that can be things like, okay, yes, this FR, I believe, you know, it's protecting me, but wow, it's 
it's it's uncomfortable or it's really hot. I'm out here, you know, I'm out here in the blazing sun, 95 degrees on a on a rig, and I'm burning up. Yeah. Well, then, okay, all right, those are problems we can work on. What are new technologies that we can find that can still deliver the safety that we'll never give up, but also make it a more comfortable wearing experience to help people actually perform better on the job. And that's trying to find new technologies, new fabrics, new ways of producing a garment mm-hmm. that will deliver that. Well, what I was incredibly impressed by, y'all have the largest women's line. That's true. Ever. And, and, and that tells people that, oh, there are more women in the oil and gas industry now. And they're being protected correctly. They're not having to wear men's clothes and be uncomfortable and, and catered to. It, 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 it makes you feel better about sometimes when you wear clothes that are uncomfortable, you don't feel your best and you can't do your best job. And I think that's potential for catastrophe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it can become a, a safety problem if they're not compliant and because the, they don't want to wear the clothes that fit or, or because they might not fit as well. So yeah, we want to, you know, when we think about selling products, we have to meet a company's entire need. And that means male, female, that means the smallest guy on the job and the largest guy on the job who might wear a really large pair of pants. Right. Uh, and we've got to make sure we have the size that can outfit the entire company. And that's one of the things we're proud of too, is having one of the broadest product lines, not only in types of products, but in sizing to help people try to find the best product that will fit them. And that's something that you often won't find from brands if you went to one of the retail locations and bought your FR gear at at one of those. They're not going to carry the size 60 and above that that we build. And, and, you know, that that there are guys out there who need that. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody deserves protection. Yeah. So, and that's a pretty incredible. So let's go back to what you currently do now and what you're doing. Yeah. So I'm the vice president of marketing and really with, with Bulwark, we have a great brand that we're, we're number one in the, in the FR industry, which is an exciting place to be. And we want to continue leading the industry. And part of being a leader is, is innovating and continuing to push the, the industry forward. So we spend a lot of time, trying to understand what workers need. And that is both in to create new products, but also how to talk to them that so I can work to communicate to generate more business. Right. And so that that involves research among the people wearing our products and the companies buying our products. It involves uh, quite a bit of work. We've moved to a digital world. It used to be we print a catalog and send it out to our distributors and they go talk to people and the order comes in. Well, it's, it's not that way anymore. Marketers have to be digitally savvy. We've got to go out and reach both the distributors and the end users, wearers who are buying our product. They're doing a lot of research online about what to buy, why to buy it, how to wear it, how to wash it. And so we need to provide that content. Which you are right now, aren't you? We are. This, this podcast becomes content, and that's, you know, that's exactly part of it. Helping people do so that's a marketing challenge that, that my team spends a lot of time on how do we bring the technical expertise we have on Bulwark out to our consumers and customers, the workers out there who would appreciate knowing that behind the scenes detail 
when they're trying to make that choice of what to wear and how to wear it. So that's uh, it keeps us pretty busy around yeah. here. And then, and we have we have nimble competition as well. So we react to the marketplace and and think about how we grow the marketplace. Certainly, when oil and gas has its ups and downs, yeah, we have to react to that, right? And, and there's we need to have the inventory to have product available when the market's headed up so people can get to work and be properly equipped. But we also have to manage if, you know, if the industry is contracting for that, for that period to uh, make sure our business can, can stay uh, appropriately sized. So, you know, we feel those same ups and downs in this industry as, as everyone yeah. and try to plan or try to be flexible. It not, right. You can't always plan for those things, but do the best we can so that we can serve the worker. They have the uniform when they need it. Right. And and so earlier, uh, when we first all we had our little group meeting, someone had mentioned, and it may have been you, I can't remember, that a bunch of clothes was sent out to the victims of Irma. So can you tell me a little bit about yeah. that? Yeah. So we certainly do our best to support you know, both the workers out there who, who buy our products, our customers who are in the affected areas, and across uh, VF Workwear, which Bulwark is part of, we uh, have made an effort to help our customers. So that, that includes getting apparel and, and boots out to footwear, out mm-hmm. to people who need them in the Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma affected areas. So we support both the oil and gas industry, uh, heavily affected in the Houston area. Oh, yes. Um, and in, in fact, we have a distribution center there. Uh, fortunately, it, it came through okay. That's good. So also thinking about, okay, how do we get through that distribution center, others back up on their feet because they may have lost some of their protective equipment in the in damage. So part of it is mobilizing inventory to service that need. Now that you know, the logistics were it was pretty complicated. Yeah, yeah. We donated thousands of boots to the uh, Fraternal Order of Police. This they were on call and working, and many of them lost, uh, yeah. you know, some of their equipment. So there's an example where we're trying to trying to help out. And then we another part of our business we support linemen. So these are the the guys putting the power lines back up, especially down in Florida with Irma, but in Houston as well. And, you know, we've had trucks coming by our, our DCs here in the, uh, in the Nashville area on their way, convoyed down to go restore power to Florida and, you know, we're equipping them. So try to do what we can and, uh, we wish everybody the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, figured since we didn't get enough of, uh, Hurricane Harvey back in Houston, we would hit the tail end of Irma (laughs) coming to visit you guys. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. I was wondering if the sun was going to come out today. <laughs> I was a little worried. I was like, no, I yeah. want at least one nice day while we're here. Okay, so now that we know where you're, where you started, where you're currently at, maybe can you go into some of those challenges and their remedies or and what you've kind of learned? Yeah. Well, there's lots of challenges on the business. I think one one that we know for sure is we need to constantly innovate. You know, if we, and, and we've been the innovators historically, but competition catches up and may put similar products out there. If we're not one step ahead and thinking about what products consumers may need and how do we improve them, you know, we're not leading the industry, which, which is one of our key goals. So that constant effort 
to continue to innovate is really important to us. And that takes work every day. That takes better worker understanding, consumer understanding, great technical and, and regulations change. We have to understand how those change and how do we, how do we help our customers and, and companies relying on us to understand those changes and deliver product that meets the, the, the standards that, yeah. that they need. So that's a constant need for improvement. Right. continuous improvement and that's you know on all facets both the product and and how we do business i think another challenging area we have a, is growing a brand in a in a fragmented marketplace yeah everybody has a voice out there social media is is crowded and noisy our customers are bombarded with with messages from whether it's our competition or everyone else trying to sell them something so how do we stand out and make our brand a strong one in a digital world. And that's from a marketer standpoint, moving from a traditional catalog world into a digital world is a big challenge. I think what I appreciate about you guys most, you're more concerned about protecting versus yeah. selling it. We certainly feel that if we do the right thing to protect workers, to make them more comfortable as they do their work, where this this product is their equipment is functioning properly, not getting in the way, helping them, sales will come, right? Yeah. If we do the right thing for the consumers and our customers and we have it in stock, we deliver it on time and it's a great wearing experience. And, you know, hopefully most won't experience this, but if they get in an accident, they come out, they come out okay. Yeah. Um, and we we help them do that. So if we can deliver on those things, our customers will want to buy from us. There's a lot of trust in the Bulwark brand that we have the technical expertise to deliver those things, as well as the the service that to get them the product that, that people care about at a good value. So if you had one piece of advice to give our audience, what would it be? I'd say never stop learning. You can, you know, you may think you've done your job a while or, or really know a particular industry and, and have become an expert, but the most successful people I see continue to learn and they find a way to learn in any situation from anybody, whether that's people they're working for, people they're working with. I think that's helped me of having a, a curious mindset to always learn. And, and I can learn from people I didn't even think that I might, you know, might be doing something very different than I do, but you get a new perspective and it might even help you do your own job better or prepare you to do something else when you need the flexibility to do that. Which book has influenced you the most? Hmm. I don't think I have a single book. Along the theme of learning, I, I tend to like biographies. They're real experiences that people in history have had um, that you can learn from. So I've, I'm, re I'm reading a Hamilton, you know, a founding father book now that the play is based oh, on. Oh, my kid you know. loves that musical. Yeah. So I haven't even seen the musical, but the book is outstanding. It was just such an amazing figure and rose through a childhood of a ton of adversity to educate himself and change the world that we live in and, you know, formed a lot of what is the United States today. So that, that's an interesting one. And I, you know, I tend to find uh, the bio, I like the biographies more than say fiction, just oh, like it's sort of the real stuff that real people went through and amazing stories of how, what people have made it through. I kind of like documentaries in the same yeah, way. Sure. That's the, I agree. Yeah. So what would you, do you say is your most used business tool? I mean, you're you're in marketing, so 
Yeah. Uh, it, it, there's a plethora. Oh, there there are and, and maybe this is a cop out, but I'd actually say my my smartphone, which is realistically because that's the access to all of the other tools. Right. So email still a very powerful tool, the social media accounts that are both personal and marketing tools. You know, I I think like many of us, we are plugged in all day and it helps us stay community you know, in touch with our teams, family, and, you know, work and consumers and the news in the world around us. So yeah, maybe that's a cop-out answer, but it's, uh, it's absolutely the most important tool. It's not a cop-out. You're fine. Who might you say is your most respected competitor? Hmm. I don't think, I don't think I'll comment on specific competition. We have, we have good competitors out there and, and having that competition makes us better. It yeah. pushes us to be better. So trying to stay one step ahead of them. Keep it up. Yep. What is your most important lesson learned? Hmm. I think an important one, and it links to the learning every day that I think you know really successful people do, is learning how to listen more than you talk. People who are talking all the time aren't really listening. And so I think that's, yeah, you need to do both, of course, to communicate. But I think listen more will allow you to take in what, what's around you and apply it. And I think I do that too, a often, lot. too often we want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get to listen all the time. Yeah. So I can vouch for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. And here I am talking, talking, talking. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's the whole point of the show. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite podcast? I have listened a fair amount to Stuff You Should Know. I oh, I like that one. that one. And it's just... It is random facts, and it's a couple of guys who research topics, and they'll tell you all about it in a you know, 35, 45-minute window, good enough for a commute. And it'll be the most random things like a, you know, who was a person in history or uh, what's ketchup all about? You yeah. know, where did ketchup come from? And you know, I just random topics, but I think it's, it's part of that learning every day. Just... Uh, you know, that sort of, some may call it useless trivia, but I, I love to learn. And I think that's a fun podcast for little tidbits of knowledge. You like Freakonomics? I do like Freakonomics. That one's yeah, a good one absolutely. too. Absolutely. I've, I've read several books. I have listened to a couple of the podcasts as well. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you listened to this podcast? Because it says Bulwark. I have listened to this podcast. So you're doing a good job. Keep it up. Thank you. I'm pretty proud to. Yeah host this show so great well your audience keeps getting bigger and bigger so that's exciting uh and that's part of why we want to be a part of it and appreciate the time thank you so thank you so much for joining me if, if people want to get to know more about you or bulwark where should they go yeah i mean i think for bulwark we have a whole wealth of technical information on fr and on safety at bulwark.com. That is And that specifically is under resources, right? Yeah, there's uh, a resources tab and you'll see webinars, you'll see white papers where some of our technical experts have have written helpful documents whether you're a safety manager trying to figure out what type of FR, you know, what do I need to buy for my people or you're an actual wearer and you need to know how to care for the product that you have, uh, you know, how to wash it or how to repair it because that's incredibly important for it to work it, it absolutely is if you know if you wear it wrong you put yourself in danger yeah yeah 
Thus be known. Yep. Okay. And as far as finding out about me. LinkedIn. I don't know. Link, I'm on LinkedIn. Reach out. Well, that concludes this episode. So just remember, it's up to you to open the next door. Tune in next week for another intriguing episode of Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasindustryleaders.com.